It's that time of the week that you're obsessed with, that I'm obsessed with. Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies. Movies, movies, movies hey, with Jen and Andre. Oh, good morning, everyone. I, I love that sting so much. It's got the FBI radio doorbell in it. Mm-hmm, that was mm-hmm. really triggering for me. I was like, someone's <laughs> at the door. <laughs> How are you? Fabulous. I think uh, Jen and I have had a, what's the word, tumultuous? A couple of days arguing over who's more of an Iranian filmmaker, Jen or I. Who's not arguing at this time in this year? Literally. But when you argue with Jen, you can't get a word in. Honestly, I feel like Anna Paquin and the Irishman don't get any lines. Don't get any lines. Jen! I'm sorry, you were just speaking so much. I couldn't get a word in. <laughs> Maria, what's up did with that, you? Did that pass the Bechdel test? Anna Paquin not talking? <laughs> the Irishman? Yeah. Did the Irishman pass the Bechdel test? That's did a Margaret good one. Pass the Bechdel test? Did, oh. Anyway, questions to ask people outside the studio because we don't we don't have the answer. Yeah, I've never seen it, so I'm learning about cinema from you guys today. We are. Uh, I think we had a leading question for the segment today, which was bucket list Halloween movies. Is that right, bucket Jen? Bucket list Halloween. I started last night with Halloween H two O. Jamie Lee Curtis, kind of famously like the middle Halloween that came out twenty years later with Michelle Williams in it, Josh Hartnett looking hot. Mm. Um, great. Would would recommend. Would recommend. Cathartic. Uh, uh, you know, just like a a real solid. Slasher movie, I would say. But how did I describe Halloween? That was kind of on point. Uh, the least mythology. Yeah, it hasn't got that much mythology to it. I mean, we know so much about, remind me, the serial killer's name. I just like that it's like, like, it definitely is a bit eatable, you know. That's the mythology. The mythology is like, it's there's some weird sexual tension between Jamie Lee Curtis and her brother. Oedipal? What's What's Oedipal? No, no, don't make me do this. Okay, Penguin <laughs> Classics. Okay, can we go into the sting for movie news? Because we've got shit to talk about on there. But you did ask me what my Halloween bucket what list is. What is your Halloween bucket list? It's okay, but I was no, I was just really confused because I'm like, what do you mean by that? I, I, was, I just realised that I should be looking at it in the film lens, but I replied with, I would like to go as, uh, express yourself era Madonna one year. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can think of. I know, I've been thinking True. about that. Time story is Madonna, like with the little blonde. Oh, little blonde moment with like the conical bra hanging out of a little blazer with a slit in it. Obsessed, but mm. th- th- I don't know any. I don't watch scary movies, so I unfortunately can't answer that. So we're heading we'll into get, the, let's movie go news? To the movie news. Then. Yeah, let's do I might it. Also, can I just like flag that later on in the episode we had such a like privilege oh to God. talk to Miranda July. The most important thing for us to say right now is that you need to stick so around because we're talking to Miranda July about serendipity, milkshakes and Evan Rachel Woods and Gina Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez of um Last Man to be called Jane. No, Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin. That's the Jane one. the Virgin fame. All right, well, let's get into some movie news. Movie news. Good show, Maria. <laughs> Take it back to the old stings. Oh, is that, is that the old <laughs> one? That's the old one. Oh, oh sorry. Throwback. It's a nice little Shrek 2 throwback. I wanted to talk to you, Jen, today in movie news about NYU, New York University, Tisch's online film course. So that people... I need to go back to film school? No, but I'm wondering if the actual answer is yes. <laughs> because we all want to go to NYU Tisch, and now they're offering film seminars and film lectures online for people to apply to. It's only 999 USD, and you get a certificate out of it. 
to then feature in the alumni of amongst the alumni like Spike Lee. I that's did see the person who I know who went to NYU. Well, the other speaking of um, filmmakers with the last name Lee, I did see Ang Lee was standing in front of a bunch of like iPads hooked yep. up to sort of like stupid love rigs, you know. Who is yeah. Ang Lee? Like director Broke of Brokeback Mountain, oh, Anna Faris's best role. I do love Brokeback Mountain, yes. Well, Marie, if you want to get some of the skills that Ang Lee, who we think might have been to NYU Tish, <laughs> accrued, you can do a course now that qualifies you, certs you from NYU Tish. All online during Coco, you get to watch people like Judd Apatow give lectures. On commercial filmmaking. And it's basically just a production course all done online. And I think it's open to the entire world because I managed to get my application through and I don't live in the States. But I want to talk to you, Jen, about whether that was something that people should be interested in or should we be embracing the old school versions of going to institutions. I mean, maybe it's nice to go to the institution without going to the institution, but I also think that these institutions famously operate as sort of dating grounds, so it would be sad to just, you know, take that all online. This is true. I don't know how you're going to find your film mate. How are you going to find your film lord? Your film lord, if, if you're, you're not... Doing it oh, behind no. the and film couples are notoriously hot. Uh, you're, like, so. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at us, Maria. <laughs> I also want to talk to you in movie news about HBO Max. Uh, thoughts? Do we love? Do we hate? Uh, I don't know obsessed? anything about HBO Max. You haven't watched any of the upcoming trailers for it or anything? No. It's launching super soon. Maybe it's already launched. I don't know. Talk to me about it. I, don't, I just like don't care about streaming services. A snippet of Steven Soderbergh's new film. <gasps> yes. No, you did tell me about this with in Meryl Streep. But... Meryl. Uh, that was shot on a cruise ship for two on over two weeks. Low budget. One camera that Steven was holding the whole time in a wheelchair, being dragged around. No equipment. Sounds like us. I'm so excited for it. But yeah. who needs Steven Soderbergh when we have Miranda July now? We have Miranda July, and she's coming up in an interview later on in the segment. And I wanted to talk, one last piece of news is that Green Porno and Joy star Isabella Rossellini, who's, you know, been married to Scorsese and David Lynch. Are you familiar um, with uh, Isabella Rossellini? Blue no, but Velvet. are you talking about more film couples? Is this a theme this right now? This is a film yeah, couple yeah. episode. She's the ultimate film couple E. She's dated everyone in the film industry, man. And she's, she's come out on top. She's come out on top. Because she is now going to come to Australia and she's going to shoot a film playing an old Italian opera diva in a film called Arrivederci. Get this, Maria. Shot in Australia and Greece. <laughs> My my home country. <laughs> I did see a line, and I don't know if it was like a reductress article, but it was Julie Walters saying, I've retired from acting unless there's a Mamma Mia 3. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough from us now. And Goodbye, can we guys. manifest it being directed by Miranda July? <gasps> Plus, Miranda July, Mamma Mia 3. <laughs> no, she wouldn't do a musical. She's too chic for that. <laughs> Well, it could be a sheet. It could be an art film. It could be an art film. Don't say the A word. Don't say the A word. Listen to her early albums. I was had a really nice time listening to Miranda's. Oh, shut up, you. Oh, shut up, you. (laughs) Play Eris Drew, Maria. Yeah. So you want to hear Eris Drew? This song is called Reactive Eight. Yes, with Octo Octa. They famously had a. An amazing show at the Universal last year that we went to. Beautiful, beautiful stars. This feels like a Halloween. This is a Halloween track, I would say. There's some screaming, but there's also some hope under there. Okay, make me scared. Make me scared this morning. Well, stay tuned because we're coming back with a film review of Kajillionaire right after this one by Eris Drew. You're an FBI, 94.5.
Chris Drew on FBI Radio. That's Reactive 8. Jen Andre on here on FBI 94.5 for movies, movies, movies. I'm Marie Dimitrakis. I'm filling in for Maggie today right here on Mornings. And I think it's time for this. Take two. I was like, who's Maggie? Oh, it's Maya. Maya's little nickname. Yeah, she calls herself DJ Maggie Badgie. Cute. If you will. But anyway. Me too. All right. What are the, what's the films today? Kajillion now. We're so excited for it. We've got an interview coming up later with Miranda July. The director and writer. I know, right? Double whammy. We saw the film three times. That's how good it is. I think it's the one of the best films of the year. I think it's one of the only films of the year. One of the only films of the year. <laughs> Play that sting. It's a, bit, it's a bit intense, you know. We may have to pay an installment. Rent is an installment. It's a monthly installment. They are real characters, super unique. But you vouch for them, right? Yeah, this is great. She learned to forge before she learned to write. Oh, actually, that's how she did learn to write. My favorite movies are the Ocean Eleven movies. This is exactly the kind of thing that I've been wanting. So what do your parents do, hon? Hon. You've never called me that. But you could if it was a job, though, right? Intense. So cute, so gorgeous. Andre, I wanted to ask you what you thought about the Ocean's Eleven connection in this, because obviously <laughs> Brad Pitt is an executive producer on this, and oh. it's also a line in the film, and also they are kind of doing heists, you know? You've just kind of described the whole film in a plot, which is good, because we have to do that right now. The film is Kajillionaire, and it's about some con artists who are a family. They're skimmers. They're skimmers. Mom and dad and daughter... Are they really a family, or are they just a unit to skim people some cash? Um, the connection. I like the connection so much because I love this canon that we're seeing of like casual heist movies. I feel like so often, up until this year, we've seen heist movies as being these like really rigid, strategic, planned, you know, um, very help me out here, like execution-driven. Yeah, Italian story. Job, uh, exactly. Yeah, but now mm. we're seeing films about like we're seeing like hustlers and Zola and good time and shoplifters, where it's just these people like petty thief, like petty theft is way more exciting to me than like planned oceans heist. And that's what I love about Kajillionaire. It's just about a family that try and you know wiggle their way through LA, getting cash from anything, from picking up you know plastic bags on the street, looking for money, and digging into post offices and. Um, I think it also speaks of... to the fact that Miranda July was a conceptual artist and a performance artist and mm. a video artist, and I think it speaks to like the art life and hustling and tricking people into giving you money for something that's maybe not worth very much. And the paranoia of not being able to make rent is something that I think is mm-hmm. opened up really beautifully in this film. I mean, it's a film essentially about people living in poverty and trying to make it work but then it turns into like a romance between I'm not going to say who but it might be Gina and Evan and then it becomes super wide ranging like a Charlie Kaufman film but that doesn't hurt your soul it actually uplifts it I know I feel like there's like an indie canon that this is a part of and it's not the kind of Jesse Eisenberg Adventureland canon it's way more like the being John Malkovich Steven Soderbergh bubble canon which I'm really excited about definitely and I really like how Marangelai's approach to making work is oftentimes about oftentimes and always about the struggle of becoming an artist. So we're not just talking tiny furniture level of struggling to enter the New York art scene. We're talking the difficulty and the conflict between living an authentic artistic life and surviving by being able to feed yourself and afford nice clothes, you know? Literally, it's about someone who has an epiphany 
um, about how to articulate themselves after living so much time so repressed and what that moment kind of feels like. And Gina Rodriguez helps her get there. Gina Rodriguez is so good in this. I feel like it's quite lighthearted as well for like the really serious things that it takes on. Like there's this one line that tackles that um, whole thing about rent and they were like, can we play in installments? And then the guy's like, rent is installments. Mm-hmm. And like that, mm-hmm. that's just a really lighthearted way of like telling the audience like that this is actually quite serious these people can't make ends meet but they're just like going for it they're making jokes about it you know totally. I think that I'm gonna enjoy this one and we all know that I love a rom-com you know that's my area of expertise <laughs> and this it's delivers a rom-com. It's a rom-com. it really delivers you leave the cinema like oh my god I, I know what love is it's like but that's what Taylor I mean Taylor that's what I mean year. I feel like this movie is about desperation but not mm. in a way that's supposed to remind people how hard people have it or the struggle it's more about People getting by without making you feel sorry for them. It's just because the whole film is about people who have chosen this lifestyle of basically, you know... Which reminds me of Parasite, the family in Parasite a little bit. It's... Oh, my gosh. How have we had this whole conversation without talking about Parasite? We've dropped it. I hope this has as long a run as Parasite. 2020's Parasite and is Kajillionaire. And one thing I did talk about with Miranda July was, like, how much I did not... Like, I deeply didn't want to engage with anything coming out of America at the moment. Like, it just felt like, why am I going to go see a Hollywood movie? But I feel like because she's just used this specific code, this specific fiction, this specific, like, storytelling, you can access it and it's almost, a, like, a bath or something. Mm. Uh, existential heist rom-com is what I think it is. Gorge. But we'll we'll learn a bit more about the process of making the film when we hit Spotlight, which is when we're going to hear from the director and writer, Miranda July. Hell yeah. Well, let's get into a song right now. <clears throat> and this one is by Sweater Curse. It's called I Wish I Was a Better Person Sometimes. And I just learned what a sweater curse was. I thought it was just a cool band name, but it's actually this, like, there's knitting folklore. And if you, if you knit a sweater for your loved one, you're... You know your 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 significant other, and you get married to them, or something like that. If you knit them a sweater, like with sleeves, mm-hmm. that means it's going to curse the relationship. Whoa! Wait, so don't. I don't think I explained that correctly, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. like it's a curse. So don't knit your partner sweaters with long sleeves. Don't, don't knit accept your a yeah. sweater from mm-hmm. a partner mm. if it's sweater weather. Yeah. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. <laughs> sweater weather. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. <laughs> You're tuned into Mornings on FBI Radio 94.5 with me, Maria Dimitrakis. I'm joined with Jen and Andre for movies, movies, movies. And right now, it's a spotlight. 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 Yeah, spotlight. We're spotlighting Kajillionaire. And specifically, Miranda July, who's the artist filmmaker behind the work. For those of you who don't know, Miranda July is an exquisite creative known for directing You Mean Everyone We Know, The Future. She's also a writer. If you all have read a book called The The Best Bad Man, The New The the First first Bad Bad Man. Man. There we go. Just goes to show how much I read. But for me, the most important thing she ever did was Big Miss Moviola, which is now accessible under Joni for Jackie, which was basically like a chain letter of VHS tapes that any women filmmakers could send into her and then she would send around. So this is an amazing collection of DIY experimental films mm. you can just access online. Basically, if you like the idea of an art house Carrie Brownstein, you would love Miranda July. And we got <laughs> to speak to her because her new film has just come out, Kajillionaire, starring Evan Rachel Woods, Hello 13, and Jenny Rodriguez. And we're going to play an interview that deals with the, the beginnings of the film making process. I need to mention that we reference Old Dolio in the interview, who is the main character played by Evan Rachel Wood. 
Woods or wood? Wood. Wood. Just wood. Which is also Just, one of which our is a favorite lines which is a in the, to the film. film. Okay, don't We're, say it, don't say it, don't okay. say it. Wood is a reference in the film. <laughs> From a horny the film, reference. a horny reference. Just saying, but here's our interview with Miranda July, as conducted by Jen. Hello, Miranda. Hi. Can you hear me? Is this all good? Yeah. Great. So, oh, oh my god, I'm actually really nervous. So I'm like stumbling on my words, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, I just wanted to talk about how meaningful Kajillionaire felt and how exciting it was to see your film. Um. And I just wanted to ask you, was there a connection between old Dolio and your 16-year-old self putting on a theatre show? Mm, um, well, you've definitely done your homework. I mean, I guess the connection that I made is, like, I was uh, basically dating old Dolio at that time. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, old Dolio... <laughs> so, like... There have been old dolios in my life that sort of um, always so appealing to me, not not very articulate about themselves uh, yet. Uh, um, so she's, you know, this movie is definitely an ode to a certain kind of woman that I have loved, and um, but she is also me too. Like I put bits of myself and all the characters I think. What was it like getting a smoothie with Gina Rodriguez that first time and sort of scoping her out for that role? Yeah. Um, that was magical. Um, and very... Uh, she sort of put her cards down on the table. You know, like she was a lot gayer than I had realized. Um, and that was nice. Like I kind of needed that um and she was pretty just explicit and um she spoke really kind of honestly about the script and what like why she cared about different parts of it and um and that just meant the world to me and then this woman came up to us I mean we were at the most out of the way smoothie place um and it's not surprising that Gina would be recognized anywhere she goes but this woman came up to us and she she said she was the biggest fan of both of ours. And she really hoped that we were talking about like something we were going to do together. And um, that seemed really magical to us. And she was the one person on earth who sort of knew before anyone else. We kind of winked at her. And I wanted to ask you also, like, how important is serendipity to you? Like, Evan Rachel Woods talks about, in that, I've, I was flicking through your book, um, and she talks about how she knew at 15 that she was going to work with you. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that till, till later. That um, is very nice to, which I'm nice to hear. Um, she knew my voice, and a lot of the people in this movie had already knew my voice, and so I didn't have to be literally in it for that to come through like they were just going to carry it um not even consciously just uh just although yeah Gina also said she was listening to the audiobook of my novel of the first bad man the whole time which is insane I mean if I'd known that um I probably would have put a stop to it but um <laughs> but but suffice to say yeah it was I I guess I'm finally at a point where um even if I step back a little bit, like the um, 
the quality of it stays without me. Like other people can hold it completely. Okay, I think I'm obsessed with Miranda July now. Literally, you love her. And there's going to be more. We'll release the extended interview. Um, she was very, very generous. Super generous. And articulate. Actually. But in the meantime, you need to go home and watch 13 and uh, talk to us about your trauma afterwards. Okay, so 13, you said it's kind of like a dark movie directed yeah. by the director of Twilight, That's Catherine right. Hardwick. Yeah. And either Helen Hunt or Holly Hunter, one of the two, I always get those names mixed up, plays the mum, Evan Rachel Woods, question mark, S, is the daughter and gets into hard drugs. And it's all about her relationship with her mum. When I watch movies when like little kids are doing crazy stuff like that, I'm like, how do they film this? What, is, what do the parents say? How are these children, what kind of emotions are they grasping from? I'm really excited to watch totally. that now. Yeah, and I feel like the rules have changed in the past few years, so it's interesting to see what was allowed, what you were allowed to do 20 years ago compared to what you can do in Pen15 these days. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Pen15 made me gag a few times, but yeah. like in like a... Cr- in like a nostalgic way. Totally. You know? I just cried so hard. I ugly Me too. I relate to it so much. Don't relate to Big Mouth, relate to Pen15. But I also wanted to really quickly bring up before we move on from Kajillionaire altogether, um, the distribution strategy that you were talking about before. Just not. Like, oh yeah, true. So the thing that Miranda was commenting on with the release of Kajillionaire is that because of Coco19, she wasn't able to do a traditional release strategy. So instead, the film is going to smaller venues and smaller cities first. And online. And online, which is giving access to the film earlier to these smaller places, as opposed to just, like, sending them to big, crazy metropoli. And she's like, the system's always put those people at the end of the line, but now it's putting them first, which just goes to show how botched the system was in the first place. Like, why are we discriminating based on population? Everyone should be able to see a film at the same time. And I just think that's beautiful because, like you said, Maria, off air, mm. coronavirus is teaching us a lot about how community. to make community work. Yeah, like he, um, we did so well in the supporter drive because people realised that how important FBI is in that community. And I feel like the film community, you were saying earlier, it kind of like starts in LA and New York and everyone's buzzing and talking about mm-hmm. films in this like, you know, somewhat pompous way. But, you know, there are some like film teens in like... I didn't, oh my gosh, I was just, about to, I was just about to swear. Literally. In like Sacramento, you yeah. want to watch like the Julianne. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I just think as well, like the distribution has a lot to say for the films that you see, you know, the cinema models, the way that we talk in the journalism. So having a space like FBI to talk about movies is really nice. So thanks everyone who yeah. is an FBI supporter. But nothing Thank says you. community more than the collaboration between Village People, <laughs> Dorian Electra, and Bussy Riot in My Agenda, which we're going to play to farewell y'all. Uh, see you in a fortnight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see you. Well, I won't see you in a fortnight, but I'm so excited to listen to you in mm. two weeks with my Billick. Can we get wasted soon, Mar- Maria, please? I would love that. We've got some um, Young Henry ciders out there. Maybe okay, we, just, we need to plug Young Henry. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, Woo! let's have some fun. Okay, put on Dorian. All right, here's three communities coming together the Dorian Electric community, Village People, Pussy Riot. Bye. Mwah. Have you read my blog? Have you 
podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.